Hello, everybody, and welcome to Synchronous, a video game zeitgeist show. My name is AJ. My name is Kim. And we are back once again this week talking about games that we've played this year. Uh, that maybe came out this year, maybe didn't, but we are playing them now. Uh, and like we are going to do on every one of these episodes, we have a guest here today. Hello. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> we have with us today Matt Horton, YouTuber, online person. Matt, is there anything else you wanted to, to give us? Like a... I think I wrote on document, like, I make things online is the thing that yes. I say. So that's like generally that's the phrase sure. that I use for people, but YouTuber's fine. Perfect. YouTuber, Matt Horton. Thank you so much for being here today. We're so excited As am I. to have you here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Very excited to talk about all the games that we have on the docket i guess today but uh before we get to that and actually before we get to what we're gonna get to kim how's it going i didn't say hi so, oh hi hey. yeah no it's good yeah i uh, as i told you guys before we started recording i don't think i touched a video game this week <laughs> except for as uh matt called me out on a little to the left which was idling in the background on my computer for <laughs> several days yes um <laughs> but yeah uh still plenty to talk about excited to be here uh had a fun day yesterday saw my friends uh play very oh good. exciting very exciting uh wow. how are you guys doing i'm good i played more tunic this week than i thought i was going to but i i'm happy with it and i'm happy to talk about it i mean congrats honestly <laughs> sometimes <laughs> the you. cute little fox calls to you and you must sometimes. answer the call yeah uh but okay yeah so uh before we get into the list of games we have here kim do we have any updates i mean you said you didn't play any any video games this week but did you visit the ranch <laughs> i didn't visit the ranch it was a busy week and um just got distracted by other things but that doesn't mean that i don't have horse shit for you great um wonderful in fact i i have a little horse quiz oh. <laughs> for the both of you okay and i would like for us to go through the quiz and whoever gets the most answers right, I have decided, is going to choose the bullshit for next week. Oh, That's my God. <laughs> yeah. So um, high stakes. Uh, yeah. I know you've all you've been studying all week um, for the horse quiz. So <laughs> sure, uh, very excited to see uh, y'all bring it to the table. Are these just horse facts or they're horse facts? Yeah. OK. All right. Yeah. This easy, easy stuff. Well, mm -hmm. so I, I think there's going to be 16 questions. I don't know. The quiz I'm looking at has 20, but I don't oh like all of the God. questions. So I'm skipping some of them. So uh, let's start out again. Easy. True or false. They're all true or false. Oh, OK. True or false. True white horses don't exist. False. I am also saying false. Is that how we're doing this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. False. You are both correct. <laughs> Uh, there is such thing as a true white horse. Um, most horses that people call white are actually gray and are always born with a dark coat. But true white horses are born white with pink skin. They're Whoa. very rare. Huh. Wow. Second question. True or false? Horses have gallbladders. I'll go with true. I'll go with false. This fact is false. Instead of a Whoa. gallbladder... Horses have separate ducts transporting bile to the intestines. Whoa. Other animals that don't have gallbladders, deer, rats, certain birds and invertebrates. That's so wild. I, don't I mean, know. I don't know a lot about biology, but like to me, the gallbladder was, I guess, 
like the the one of the most important sort of like core pe- yeah it's like it is like a piece you know <laughs> it's up there with like the liver or intestines <laughs> i don't know enough about biology I, i'm always saying that or <laughs> i don't know enough about biology or horses to even have an opinion <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh um so yeah aj you're pulling ahead with one point Great. um true or false bananas are poisonous to horses true have i ever seen a horse eat a banana right that's what i'm thinking also it's usually like apples is like the the go-to i'm gonna go with false just to be different this is false whoa that's a point another point for matt no point for aj bananas are an excellent source of potassium and many horses will happily eat bananas with the peel on Ooh, one of those one of those (laughs) do horses have like molars like back teeth or do they just have the front teeth no they have back teeth okay sorry um we there is a question about horse teeth in oh here. okay all right okay. Uh, illuminate that um oh no next question true or false horses have four basic gates walk trot canter and gallop i feel like this is one of those questions where there's like a trick <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like one of those is wrong or something yeah or there's like more or something <laughs> i'm gonna go with true I'll I'll also go with true. I think that that sounds right. You are both correct. That's all all four of them. Nice. Next question. The maximum height for ponies is 14.2 hands. So is it like after that height, they're not ponies anymore? They're horses? Is that? Yeah, like that's but I don't think it's like maybe it's the average height of the of the animal. I don't know, actually. This is a great question, because like if you have a particularly large pony, does it become a horse? Yeah, right. Like like is a pony like an age thing or a size thing? Like an individual. Or it's it's small definitely horse. a like small a, horse, right? <laughs> I'm going to say false, because I think I've heard of like there is a thing called like a, a it, like a micro horse or something that like is a horse, but it is like pony sized. So there I'm gonna. That's many horses. I'm gonna say. I also. That's also the path that my brain was going on with yeah. small horse, and I, I think I'm also gonna say false. Yeah. Okay, you were both incorrect. Damn. Apparently, it says officially. Officially. Officially, any horse below fourteen point two hands at the withers is considered a pony. Any horse. Any horse. I hmm. I don't understand. I don't know if it's like average for the like breed or some. I don't know. Interesting. Very confusing. Horses um, are so strange. I thought it was just age. <laughs> you think, right? Imagine if imagine if you weren't a teenager until you hit like five foot or something. <laughs> it's like, congratulations. Um, true or false? Horses can carry approximately 50% of their body weight. We uh, both need the same face. <laughs> um, uh, false. I just I don't I, I think it's more. Yeah, I also think it's more, but I'll, I'll say true. Just just didn't mix it up. <laughs> um, well, Matt is correct, uh, but it is not more. Horses can safely carry up to 20% of their body weight. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think we're definitely putting more strain on like the world's horses. Than yeah. handle. <laughs> I have to imagine that that is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Next question. True or false? All working horses must wear shoes. True. True. Yeah. That feels like a regulation thing. 
it's, like, an o- it's an OSHA thing. Right. Like, you know, whatever whatever the farm version of OSHA is. <laughs> is this the ancient um, OSHA for horse? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Not a lot of people know that. Um, well, unfortunately, th- you are both incorrect. Oh, no. Not all working horses wear shoes. Whether a horse requires shoes depends on a lot of factors. Examples are nutrition, conformation. I don't know what that means. Hoof growth rate, surface, and the type and intensity of work. Sure. Okay. Who knew? Confirmation feels like one of those, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, euphemisms that is similar to, like, <laughs> genetic diversity. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but that's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I don't want to know. Uh, next question. True or false? The average horse's lifespan is around 25 to 30 years. Oh, God. I have no idea. Same. Absolute same. False. True. It's shorter. Uh, Matt is correct. It is true. With good care and nutrition, horses can reach 25 to 30 years of age on average. Wow. However, certain breeds, like the halflinger, can live well into their 40s. Okay. Congrats. An old horse. That's Yeah, that's an old horse. Next up, true or false, horses see in black and white. I feel like I knew this information. I'm going to say that's false. That feels like... Again, just to shake up the quiz, I'll say true. (laughs) Uh, This time, AJ is correct. Horses have dichromatic vision, meaning they see green and blue, as well as their color variations. Sure. Whoa. Sure, yeah. Isn't that similar to dogs? I think that's similar to dogs. Probably. So no red. That's interesting. No red. That's no red. They can't tell what color those beautiful juicy apples that they love to eat actually are. Yeah, I love the gray blob. I love to eat the gray blob. <laughs> I love this gray blob. <laughs> uh, also, uh, I just put a picture of a halflinger horse in the chat. They are beautiful. Oh, wow. She's got curls. Look at her hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn girl. <laughs> yeah. Drop the hair care routine. <laughs> uh, I swear I'll put you out of your misery soon, um, <laughs> but there are a few more horse facts. True or false? So horses spend around eight hours a day grazing. Seems normal. I don't know. True? I can't tell if that's too long or too short. I'll say false. I think maybe it's longer. AJ is correct this time. Uh, (laughs) Since grass is a low energy diet, horses naturally spend 16 to 18 hours a day grazing. That's so long. so long. (laughs) And then they watch you sleep for six hours and then wake back up and just do it again. I guess so. I don't know. And now what are all those working horses doing with with or without their shoes? (laughs) Well, I think (laughs) they have a job. Horse feed is a thing, right? This is why we need to abolish capitalism. (laughs) Let Uh, horses graze. (laughs) It's just because of the horses, right? Yes. (laughs) Okay. uh, This is going to be the last question. Okay. True or false? Horses teeth are constantly growing. Oh, that's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to end on a really sinister note. I want that to be false. I almost want it to be true. Let's do true. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do false. I'll tell you, this is the the deal breaking game making question because you were both in a tie right now. Oh, wow. And uh, the game goes to Matt. Horses teeth are constantly growing. Ah. And in fact, because of that, they can develop sharp edges around their molars. Okay. 
and need regular dental care. Wow. Oh, you know what? I knew that because that's where the phrase long in the tooth comes from. Oh, I didn't know that, but that makes total sense. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I've heard that before. Long in the tooth. Uh, (laughs) Etymology origins. Possibly from the practice of examining the length of horses' teeth. When wow. examining their ages. Okay, so you can decide how long, uh, how old a horse is by the length of their teeth. This feels wow. like a better way to determine, like, pony ship. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Well, thank you guys for playing along with me. Matt, you get to choose the bullshit next week. <laughs> what does that so, mean? <laughs> it means, all, like, uh, it has to be a game that I have played. Okay. Or it, it could be about horses also, because that's okay. apparently a thing. Yeah. If you, you know. Okay. We'll figure know. it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll keep It'll in touch. Great. We'll circle back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for playing with me. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I, th- I thought of this in bed this morning when I woke up and realized I still hadn't thought of uh, the bullshit <laughs> okay. and didn't have any horse shit to you say. Didn't so. to, you didn't have to do this. Um. Yes, I certainly did. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you did. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> Thank you for playing along. Uh, honestly, good that this is kind of one of our shorter horseshit bullshits because we got a lot of games on the docket. So why don't we just we do get into it? So first up, I just wanted to bring up a game uh, that I have played a bunch of this year. Um, Still haven't finished it because there is it just keeps going, which I'm not upset about. Uh, It is a game called Citizen Sleeper by Jump Over the Age. Uh, That's the developer published by Fellow Traveler. It's a good name. Uh, It is a really Mm -hmm. good name. Uh, And I believe it's one person. Uh, yeah i think it's it's like a very small there's like a lead creator their name is garrett damian martin thank you Um, so much and there's like a smaller team beautiful yeah so so uh, a a real indie gem here it basically uh just short plot synopsis you play as a uh, sleeper which is basically just an android that has had uh artificial consciousness uploaded to it and you land on a space station and it, you just kind of do stuff. But the, <laughs> but mechanically, nice. mechanically, uh, it is like really scratches niche for me personally, because there are dice and there are, I guess, kind of gambling mechanics and stuff. But every morning you start off and there are six physical, not physical, but like you can see the actual D6 dice this the six-sided dice that are rolled uh and then whatever number it is affects the rate of success on certain events that you could do throughout the space station so a one you have a really low chance of it succeeding and a six you have a 100 percent chance of whatever you're trying to do succeeding um so the game goes along like that uh and there are just so many things going on in the space station and i think like mechanically this game is so nice and just like really scratches an itch and it could just be like a mechanical like roll the dice shoot the thing see what happens kind of game mm-hmm. um but within that there is this really really incredible narrative uh or i guess i should say narratives because there are characters you meet and each of these characters has their own little side story going on and it's just as much about that character's side story as it is about your role in their story and it's really really incredible i i have put a lot of time into it um and i'm still i'm I'm near the end um i think there's probably a way that it could have ended by now um but i am kind of just like putting stuff off in some ways so Um, 
that's just a question about yeah what is making you think you're near the end and like whose story are you at the end of yeah so i've i mean i think just by virtue of how much time i have put into it i feel like i'm near Mm -hmm. the end but also kind of the i've i've had some storylines kind of loop back around and wrap themselves into other storylines um Mm. uh in in some ways like um oh man i don't remember their name but there is an engineer that you work with and you help them with Mm -hmm. certain tasks and stuff and then there is also somebody else who you help repair their ship and that's a whole storyline that ends and then later on those two storylines intersect um right and you're talking about bliss and ankita bliss and ankita thank you so much yeah and uh i'm also reached some points in lem and mina's side story Mm -hmm. where you know you're trying to get off the space station stuff like that but yeah i mean i don't know i guess i i guess i feel like there have been a couple of times now where i could have a died or b like gotten off the station and like that feels Mm -hmm. like it could have been an ending um so i'm guess i'm just making an assumption that there's like once you reach those points there's only so much stuff that could happen after that but it seems like maybe the implication you're making here is that it's much bigger than i think it is <laughs> well now so the the thing about this game is that there are several endings mm-hmm. um and depending on the kind of person you are you definitely can like see multiple of them mm-hmm. but you'll know you'll hit credits um when you reach an ending yeah and I don't know. For me, the first time I hit one, I was extremely emotional about it and thought about leaving it, but then like couldn't resist because some of the other characters were pulling me back Mm. in. I think like at the core of the thing that I love about this game, the mechanics absolutely there for it. It feels like a tabletop game. Yes. um, In a way, like no other game I've ever played. has felt. Yeah. Um, But the thing that really like locked me in was you you mentioned like you're playing the sleeper who's essentially they're an emulated consciousness of a person who exists in the real world Mm -hmm. and like is asleep. They've basically been paid by some corporation to be able to emulate their consciousness because I'm not quite sure if AI is outlawed or if it's just like really locked down and restricted, but like they're getting around something by Mm -hmm. paying people who are kind of desperate for money Mm -hmm. to basically let them sleep for long periods of time and emulate their consciousness and put it in this body so they can, you know, do labor. And you're playing a sleeper who has escaped from essentially like a labor camp. Yeah. um, And they've landed on this space station, Erlen's Eye. And that setup, <laughs> just like the the idea of like who you are in this game and the, the way that that forces you to navigate the world mm. is what made me like play this game nonstop for like three nights and, <laughs> and just like get through everything that I wanted, you know, mm. I wanted to see it and have since played it again. Right. And I'm now playing the DLC as it comes out. Yeah. But it's just like an incredible setup for some really great storytelling yeah I, I i was really blown away by by the stories in this game i mean from the get-go like you're you're met with some like really poetic kind of like prosy writing of like you know you've been asleep and you don't know how long and blah 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 and you wake up on this freighter and stuff and like i was like okay i'm i'm here for this i love the vibe i'm having a great time and then also another thing that this is probably a quirk about me i guess is i love to learn rules so as soon as they threw like three windows of just like all text and some like like infographics i was like yes 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 um that's that's the part of tabletop gaming that that uh you know like how do i optimize these dice (laughs) yes exactly Um, this one gives me a hundred percent good outcome and this one's 50 50 neutral and bad like i can remember that (laughs) yeah and that's the thing too yeah it seems it's 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 the classic board game thing of like look this seems complicated but i promise as soon as we start getting it you will you will understand and as the person who is usually the one explaining that rule and saying that i'm like you know i'm like yeah okay 
okay, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you, game. I can I can get I can mm-hmm. get here. But then you know, putting all these side stories and stuff are just really incredible. They, they there's just so many moments that like like out loud, I'd be like, oh wow, and and you know the story, and they just keep going, and it's just great. I I, I don't have a whole lot more to say about it. I didn't want to talk like. So super too much about it because i think it's a lot of it is worth experiencing yeah. um but matt i do know that you're working on or have finished a video on just released it today right yeah as a as of like an hour and a half ago it oh. was live on the internet yeah. oh my um, god wow <laughs> i can't wait to watch it i was like damn like i didn't realize it until like half an hour before we were sitting down to record i was like no i gotta wait to watch it oh my now. Gosh. yeah i this game like um, I played it around the time it came out. Um, it hit Game Pass uh, at release. And um, like I said, I just like threw three nights into this game. <laughs> and there's there's a line in the video that I made that um, says that like I sat at a, a final decision. Um, I, the, the sort of ending I went went for was Lim and Mina. And I sat at a final decision mm. in their storyline um, for literally a half an hour. <laughs> like, wow, like struggling with like, why am I want like what decision do I want to make? Once I have an inkling of that, why is that the decision that I want to make? Um, and really just weighing the, I think, reality of my character in this scenario, in this system, mm-hmm. um, with these people, and also what their goals were. Um, and thinking that hard, I'm like getting emotional about it, thinking, but mm-hmm. like um, thinking that hard about that decision in uh, for this fictional character. I think almost inevitably forced me to think a lot about like myself and the things that, you know, I've been through this year, which is a lot, but also just like the decisions that I want to make for my life in the future. Mm. And that is um, the video is about the game. <laughs> like, but like the, the thing I, there's some, there's definitely some personal essay portions that are really inspired by the game. And, you know, my life was kind of taken over by some, some really dark stuff this year and um sure. it's just taken this long to get it out in the world um because of that and um that stuff is in the video so like just you know warning to folks you know if you don't want to hear about you know death and body stuff like i get it mm. that's fine but it's something i'm proud of it's pretty long so i i, I know <laughs> people love well, like love or hate long video essays yeah. and uh, hopefully enough y'all love it i'm i'm really excited to watch it i yeah. know i have always found um with your videos i enjoy how you know you're commenting on whatever it is that that the subject of the video is about and i know you do a mix of like video games and other media and like Mm -hmm. tech news and stuff but there is always so much uh sort of personal kind of reflection in your videos and i think it it's really very enjoyable it feels almost like a vlog Mm. at the same time that it is like a video essay it's very cool yeah it's just because i'm a big sad boy (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no man i also i I love your videos for that reason as well the 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 voice that you have the the written voice not like your actual voice Mm -hmm. but also your actual voice sounds but also your actual voice Um, you have a beautiful singing voice too (laughs) yes that too oh thank you but yeah the the voice that you have in in your videos i think is really really um great and unique and i'm really excited to hear it in the context of this game which i would argue also has a a uh unique voice in its space so um question should i because you guys have convinced me that I really need to play this game. <laughs> um, should I not watch the video until I've played the game? Here's what I'll say. I um, intentionally wrote it to not 
spoil as much of the game um, as possible, but I also okay. didn't want to shy away from talking about the game, mm. if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Like, sure. um, I'm all for protecting sort of the, that original experience, but also if I'm going to talk about it, I want to talk about it. So <laughs> um, I do spoil a major ending, but I don't spoil okay. a lot of the other ones. Um, and I talk about some key moments in a few of the stories, but I there's I don't I think there's just one story that I walk through all of the details and it's that it's Lemon Mina's story, which is the ending that Got I kind it. of went. So that's I'll leave it to you on that thought. But that's kind of the context. OK, I'm, I'm excited, Kim, that that there's a chance you'll play this game because it's it's really, really something special, I think. Yeah, yeah. I I sort of held back because I think you streamed a little bit of it, AJ, the very like beginning, yeah. mon- months ago. Yeah. And I could immediately tell, like, this is going to make me feel so many things. Yeah, <laughs> I just sort of shied away from it yeah. because of that. But yeah, I it seems like it is easily one of the best games of the year yeah. depending oh, on you know people's reactions to it million percent so um i'm gonna have to do it at yeah. some point it's definitely uh i would say sci-fi like doing its best like it's it's sci-fi at its best in some I ways mean, kim if you love andor that was another thing too is i saw people drawing parallels and i was like all right i really need to get on this <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't get me started on andor again in the middle of uh, <laughs> an async episode because i will go i'm not caught up i'm like i just finished like season or not season episode seven or eight i think so okay oh yeah. you have so much good stuff ahead of you it's a great show everyone watch andor yeah okay i'm done <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's, that's Citizen Sleeper. It's a, it's a really great, I guess, kind of visual novel game. I don't really, is that what you would call it, Matt? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, it's tabletopy. It's visual novel. You definitely gonna do a lot of reading. It, there's yeah. definitely a lot of reading. That's for sure. But it's a great, uh, anti-capitalist, uh, piece about personhood. Mm-hmm. So check it out, uh, and check out Matt's video. That link is in the show notes. Matt, what have you been playing this week or this year oh. that you would like to talk about? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know about this week. Definitely, <laughs> uh, I mean, the biggest thing that I have been playing this week personally yeah. is Marvel Snap. Sure. And like, I think I, I told you, I don't want to take up too much of your time on Marvel Snap, which we've heard way too much about Marvel Snap. Can I read the comment that you yes. put in our, our little like Absolutely. production doc? It says, I'm sorry, it has to happen. It's my whole life right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. I, I was, you know, in the TWG Discord the other day was saying that like, I have like weirdly had emotions about this game that like make me feel kind of bad about myself. Like, I'm like losing rank and, and feeling and feeling bad about it. Uh, and then being like, OK, this is a video game. Matt like you've got it you've got to you know get over it but the reason I think that I have been so into it as a person who frankly hates online competitive multiplayer games Mm. is because the mechanics are so great for a card game I played a bit of Hearthstone like when Hearthstone was new and like enjoyed it right Mm. I love a a roguelike deck builder Um, that's one of the reasons I loved you know um, inscription which I think we're going to talk about at some point Mm -hmm. but the this simplifies sort of card mechanics in a way in a way that like makes the like basic win conditions super simple and that was enough for me to be like okay all the things that are stressful to me about card games right uh, which is like how these things interact and what that means for attack and defense none of that's there <laughs> right um <laughs> and like deck building is so much easier because you can only have one of each card mm. a thing i struggle with a lot in card games is like how many of these should i put in here for like the meta mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. now i find myself talking about this card game like i hear other people talk about their card game or their competitive multiplayer game whether i don't know maybe you're a 
League of Legends or an Overwatch player. Like I said to my husband the other night, the season ends at 9 p.m. I'm going to try and climb the diamond. And he goes, are you listening to yourself? (laughs) 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 What have you become? (laughs) I mean, there's also the Marvel of it all. Like I like I'm a big Marvel fan. It's made me buy like I'm showing you guys what the listeners don't see. It's made me buy like a million comics um, over the last few weeks. I know, right? Like I'm I'm doing the thing they want me to do. Like this is a card in the game. (laughs) And then I saw this, you know, I'm showing pictures of like electric daredevil. Really cool. Yeah, and I've just started buying comics for art, and I've, like, got a bunch framed now. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. It's basically taken over my life. Yeah, as someone who booked a Disney trip after playing a little too much Disney Dreamlight Valley, (laughs) I'm fully with you. Oh, man, you gotta talk to me about that at some point. The Disney company has gotten very smart about this. Uh, they know how to get us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's enjoyable, and I think being in a Discord and talking to folks about the game, too, is is always a way that i enjoy games but like particularly with marvel snap Mm. it's just a really fun thing to do yeah Um, yeah i don't know what it is with marvel snap i was a big hearthstone fan i loved hearthstone played it a whole bunch but there's just something with snap that's not grabbing me and i don't know what it is and i don't know if it's just that like last week steven said we all have a 19 year old voice in our head that's like oh well everybody (laughs) likes this so i'm not gonna do it uh so i don't know if it's that voice or if it's like i'm just like kind of oversaturated with marvel stuff and i can't separate that in my brain or or, or what I, maybe i just don't play games on my phone much anymore i think that might also be it i um, if i had to guess and it's probably the thing you were talking about in citizen sleeper which is that like you're a i want i want to read all the rules and like understand yeah. the details and like a lot of that's not there yeah. there's definitely like there's some of that's there and that's part of what i enjoy like there's certain meta decks and and mm-hmm. kind of different different abilities that you know you can build combos with but like if i had to guess it's it's more about the mechanics of the game than it is those other things even if it is about those other things yeah i think i think you're totally right i think the locations aspect of it is really interesting and is kind of a a equalizer you know across Mm -hmm. across games and stuff but i think maybe you're right that that i do really want to build for a meta and if the meta is changing so often and is also kind of still up to chance. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe it's just not activating that center of my brain. I think I think you're totally I think you sniped me from orbit on that one. <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm, I'm, got I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're having a good time. And I've been, you know, seeing people on on uh, the discord talk about it and stuff. And it's obviously mm-hmm. a, a huge thing right now um, in the space. Um, so I'm glad that it's great. I'm I'm glad that people are liking it. Yeah, so it's, nice. honestly, it's um it's it's been really fun and now that i can like have it as just like a thing in my life and not something i'm thinking about all the time right it's a lot more fun <laughs> <laughs> but uh i was trying to make a segue but i can't think of one <laughs> uh immortality a video game yeah <laughs> that you played sure it's a video game yeah 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 sure it's a video game have all have either of you um played her story or um telling lies forever these games have been on my list because they seem so good yeah i just haven't gotten to them i have her story on steam and i see telling lies on sale for like eight cents every you know couple of months so i'm it is always on sale it's always on sale i don't know what the deal (laughs) is but uh no i have not i have not got it yet i installed immortality on game pass and i was like yeah that'll get me to play her story and i just still have not so (laughs) 
<laughs> so her story, I, I always say that her story was the game that made me realize that like games could be something else. Mm. Wow. Right. Um, it wasn't the first game that I was like, oh, this is art. But it was like, oh, games don't have to be like Call of Duty or even Mass Effect. Like I love Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Right. But like that's it's in a line. It has a, like there's a lineage of those kinds oh, of yeah. games. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a little Mountain Dew. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And her story was the game that um, made me realize like, oh, I've played indies before, but like this indie is doing something fresh, new, interesting. Um, The way that I would summarize is that her story brings the found footage film genre to video games. Right. I think Mm -hmm. you're 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 playing a character who's kind of like looking through a bunch of um, old like police investigation videos uh, trying to put together a story and it really lets you decide when the end of that is Mm. right to figure out when you when you think you know everything you need to know right Mm -hmm. and immortality is the same creator's um latest um iteration um i didn't play telling lies um but immortality is really a an evolution on that concept um so in her story you're like hearing keywords and then typing those into a like fake computer in the video game to like find other videos of those keywords Mm. immortality you're watching video of both behind the scenes and like final shots of movies that have are, are being filmed right so they these people wrote directed <laughs> filmed three separate goddamn movies for this video oh game wow. as well as like behind the scenes right like in air quotes stuff because it's all being like it's part of the in-game story mm. but it's outside wow. of the movies inside the game story if that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so you'll see like rehearsal versions of scenes versus like the final like um you know final shots and you you also like kind of get to know like there's a movie in the middle um it's called mitski one I would watch the fuck out of Mitski. Um, but two, you get to see them like recruiting the lead actor um, and like what that means for the characters and like how they interact together. But through all of the movies is this one actress. I don't remember the actual actress's name that's playing that actress. It's man and something. But she's in all three of these movies. And the premise of the game is that like she filmed two movies that never came out. She was a sort of rising star. She filmed two movies like 50, 60 years ago Hmm. and then disappeared off the face of the planet. And then she filmed another movie in like the mid 2000s that also never came out. And then no one saw her again. Hmm. And it's uh, there's some I'll just say there's some supernatural shit going on. Like like she um, because she looks vaguely the same age in all of those things. Hmm. Right. Um, That was going to be my question. Yeah. um, So there's stuff going on. And I don't want to spoil it for listeners or anything like that. But like there is an undercurrent to this game that's going on and the moment you find it 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 like got a jump scare out of me oh. but it wasn't like scary but it, i you know i was like holy shit yeah you know oh my gosh um yeah. there's there's something happening under all this like i think it's great if that if that sounds interesting to you you'll probably enjoy it but if you're the kind of person who like is not down with like this game is making me find my own ending and like mm. you know totally get it that it may not be for you mm. but i was extremely impressed by it um i don't know that it hit like the highs of her story for me mm. but it mm really one of the better games that i played this year yeah man engage is the actress's name who's the other lead actress do you happen to have that up uh jocelyn donahue there you go maybe yeah um i'm just going based on there's no pictures or anything i'm just going based on name and character name jocelyn donahue plays amy archer 
Oh, that's not the person. I'll okay. find it. All right. No, uh, yeah, I've heard a, a lot of uh, a lot about her story. I listened to a bit of the besties talk about it, but I didn't want to listen to too much of it. But I've heard people say that you should play her story first to kind of see the lineage of these games. Do you think that that's true or? I don't know that I buy that. Um, <laughs> Charlotta Molin is the person I was thinking of. OK, but I don't know that I, I think so. I definitely think you should play both of them. Mm. I don't know that there's a particular order. Um, and I don't think her story is worse after you've played Immortality. Okay, It's not like this game is doing something. Um, it's doing something new, but it's not doing something so fresh and new that it's like going back and playing like a sort of really, you know, really old retro game and being like, man, where are my quality of life improvements? You know, it's not <laughs> <Right>. like that. <laughs> I think that those two games are telling different stories. Mm. Uh, I have feelings about like cops with really <laughs> relation to her story, but sure. that's a different thing. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's on it's 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 on Game Pass and I have it, so I might as well play it. Right. Um, might as well. Yeah. What would you say the runtime is on it? Do you think? Because her story is like I probably really put short. no more than four or five hours into it, maybe. Oh, OK. That's not bad. Yeah. I'd have to look, but that feels that feels about what it was yeah so you could do like a really committed one night play and then just go through the whole thing yeah i think because of the way that game works you're gonna want to take at least one break Mm. because it's the kind of thing where like you can get really hyper focused on something and be missing Mm. other things oh interesting you're gonna have to so where her story lets you like type in keywords this one you're like mousing or if you're playing on xbox you know like do a little thumbstick over items in the scene and that's how you unlock more footage right like because you'll find footage that has either that item or similar item or sometimes it's just something like vaguely shaped like that um you know um, but that's how you're finding more footage is is sort of by clicking on things in the scene and if cool. if your brain is kind of down one path it can be hard to get out of that right mm-hmm. so i think breaks are helpful not necessary okay i'll definitely check it out i mean i, I, I yeah. yeah another one on the list <laughs> <laughs> it's it's on my i want to play this before we record the end of the aether game of the year at my mm-hmm. house so it's it's already on the list but this is, I think, probably sold, sold me. And maybe I'll play it tonight. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Ooh. But great. So that's uh, Immortality. Kim, you had a game you wanted to talk about today. Yeah. Um, so I am like the only person I know who played this game all the way through. <laughs> Matt, you're the only person I know who played any any other amount of it. But it's We Are OFK. Uh, it is a game by Team OFK. People might remember seeing, I want to say it was at the Game Awards a couple of years ago, there was a quote unquote performance by the band OFK mm-hmm. promoting mm. this video game. And that is because this game is like half video game or i shouldn't say half part video game part like kind of like a tv show yeah um like an animated show Mm. and part launch pad for an actual band (laughs) oh i did not know sort of yeah yeah like low-key it's the thing is it's not clear which of those things is is actually the primary reason that this game exists Mm -hmm. um it's it's a little bit confusing, but the the 
way that it works is there were five episodes, I guess, or chapters of this game that sort of got released uh, weekly mm. for, for a few weeks where you like play through this episode of essentially the TV show. You make certain selections uh, of dialogue that don't they don't really change the, um, you know, plot, but they they just sort of add, you know, a personal like flavor or color to it. And every episode ends with a sort of like interactive music video mm. um, from this band. And the music happens to be the exact kind of like electronic pop bullshit that I <laughs> enjoy. And so it's real that, good. It's, it's real good. good yeah, it's good music. Um, And so that like that really scratched the itch for me. The art is is really beautiful. I, I really liked the characters. Um, it's one of those things where um, <laughs> There is nothing in this game that I would call perfect. Like the performance is sometimes a little janky, a little buggy. The writing is uh, hit and miss for me. Mm. The I would say the art is always beautiful. I'll give them that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's like there there are so many aspects of it where I'm like, this is this is pretty good. It's not like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But like it was enough that I found it really enjoyable and uh, kind of binged it. Um, I think I started like when they were a few weeks in. So I did three chapters in like one night and then um you know the next few ones like when they dropped and yeah i like i think it's an enjoyable experience like i said because it's not entirely clear what it's supposed to be it's sort of like a hard game to recommend mm. i would say but i don't know if it's if it sounds like at all appealing i, I i'd say pick it up it's um you know a lot of cool like <laughs> LGBTQ representation um, and a lot of themes explored. I, I didn't even explain the the plot, but it's basically just like four friends in L.A. starting a band, mm -hmm. <laughs> essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and that band is like the virtual band that is OFK that is now, I guess, going to keep releasing music. But yeah, it's it, it explores a lot of different themes about, you know, what it means to make art and what it means to sell out. And, you know, there's a little bit of that, like, fuck capitalism. Um, um, there's, you know, one character who is like the child of like immigrant parents and it's like her experience with that. You know, it's exploring a lot of different things through each of its characters. Um, and I will say there is one moment and I think it's chapter three that was like just fantastic storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I think it was the height of the game for me where um, you learn a, about a certain character's backstory and kind of a dream sequence that gives you almost no information, but just enough information for you to piece together why this character is the way that they are. And, um, you know, like what, what it is that happened in their past that has made them sort of closed off mm -hmm. in the present. And it is it was just so well done that 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 chapter for me really carried the whole thing. Um, Can I ask who it was? Because yeah. that may influence my decision to play more. It's Carter. It's Carter. I, I and I think it's chapter three. It might be chapter four. So, you know, I don't know if you want to power through on that. But if you're at all interested in Carter's story, like I, I think that it's really, really compelling. Uh, their their story to me was the the most interesting and um, the most fascinating. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've just sort of like spewed a bunch of bullshit about this game <laughs> i don't i'm curious to hear your thoughts matt as someone who has played some of it but clearly it didn't grab you enough to play all of it yeah i, I mean i almost quit in the middle of chapter two <laughs> uh, and I, I frankly i i finished it last night because of the show because i wanted to talk about it with you mm -hmm. things i like about this game i 
love the i'll probably say this a bunch of times today but i love the vibe like the <laughs> visuals the music like 100 the shit that i adore right like yeah. it's got some like cyanar wild hearts dna without being like as tightly done yeah. as cyanar wild hearts mm-hmm. right i love the queerness right i love mm-hmm. the music videos um i love jay jay is she's so great. cool she's yeah. so fucking cool <laughs> like i literally i i started a thread about it um in twg just to see if anyone else had played it um you did I missed yeah, it. I think Hill had played a bit. Um, okay. But the only thing I think I said of value in there was like, Jay's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She is. Yeah. She's like a power lifter. Um, oh, yeah. Which like, I really appreciate that it was like, like she has a, a different body type from anyone else in the game. And mm-hmm. I like, it's fun to see that in a game um, and to sort of have it be like, oh, you know, she has this hobby and it's, you know, heavy lifting. Yeah. And yeah, uh, she's extremely dateable. Yeah, um, as becomes obvious in the the game. Um, (laughs) I think I think the reason this game didn't stick with me, I think what you said about it being kind of three different things. um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's great at any of those things. No, it's not. Right? Um, <laughs> no. The music is good. I think the music is like the best of those three things that, that mm-hmm. it does. The TV show, I found myself zoning out. Um, mm-hmm. And when I wasn't, I don't know how this character's story goes, but Luca really rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, yeah. Um, and I understand the need or like the, the way that we self-sabotage ourselves. Right. And like, mm-hmm. don't don't take on things that are given to us. Um, mm-hmm. And I understand depression. And I've dealt with those things myself. Luca is this character who's a musician and a writer and he's got all this opportunity coming to him and he just like flakes on it for like two whole episodes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, a little bit longer too, but yeah. <laughs> oh, great. That makes me less likely to play more. <laughs> I think, um, I think that there, maybe yeah. this is the point where he starts to shape up, but yeah, um, he just yeah. like apologized to Jay. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. And all that stuff. Over yeah. It. But I wrote something in my notes uh, that I think you'll enjoy. They're mm-hmm. they're much like Taylor Swift's Midnights. I feel like there was a <laughs> lack of weight to this game, <laughs> um, especially yeah. with regards to the problems that these people are facing. Again, mm-hmm. I don't know what what Carter's backstory is, um, and I don't know how things progress in the future. So I try not to speak ill of like characters that might represent <laughs> other people's problems. But specifically with Luca and like a little bit of Itsu's story, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like Itsu was, is more relatable to me. But I think Luca's the one that kind of really um i was like i don't know like am i supposed to am i supposed to feel is this character supposed to feel relatable Mm. yeah i definitely get that i think luca is the character that i find to be the least strong the least relatable i think that i i really zeroed in on carter and jay as the the characters who are the most interesting to me um itsu is very fun and cute but like her writing is a little bit like it feels a little bit like a millennial trying to write a Gen Z character mm-hmm. and not always landing, yeah. <laughs> not always landing it. I think it was uh, Patrick Klepek that said something about that, like specifically oh, yeah. like about Itsu. And I, I like, as I've been playing the game, I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel I feel what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, with with Luca, there is a little bit of I don't know if it's the same thing necessarily, but it it definitely feels a little out of touch. I mean, I guess light spoilers for the beginning of this game, but Luca loses his job uh, and they several of them work in game development. 
And Luca gets laid off and then sort of spends the rest of the game like doing nothing. And it it is interesting to me that like there is never a moment of like, holy shit, I need to find a job so that I can support myself. Like there's there's sort of no um, acknowledgement of that. And it, it makes it feel a little less grounded and is especially frustrating when the story that they're telling with Luca is like him not getting his shit together when he has the opportunity to actually like become a musician. Right. Um. So, yeah. I, I definitely get that and agree with you that he is kind of the weakest character in my yeah. opinion. And I think the thing that's more frustrating to me about it is like he has this opportunity to work with Jay, who's this like star producer. Right. Mm-hmm. And also his roommate, Carter. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's very understanding of their feelings. I don't like I haven't gotten to the part that you that you're talking about, but mm-hmm. Carter's clearly not happy in some way about mm-hmm how Luca is treating this situation mm-hmm. and Luca's oblivious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if I can say anything like positive about this aspect of the game, it's that like, it's making me have feelings. Right. And like, that's what a yeah. TV show should do. Um, so maybe the writing is better than I think it is. I just found myself kind of like tuning out here and then. Yeah. I think it's the, the problem is that because this is such a short and light sort of thing, it's like you, you're not invested enough yet to care as much <laughs> about, you know, it's, it's it's not like you're like, I love Luca and I, it's, you know, like mm-hmm. upsetting and compelling that he's acting this way. It's just kind of like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I actually do want to like listen to the music from that game. Yeah. I listen fact. to it all the time. I've got I've got that shit on playlists. Fool's Gold was incredible. Yeah. It's a great song. Again, my favorite song uh, that they released is in Carter's chapter. So mm. if you have any interest, it might be worth just sort of trying to power through for that so yeah that's we are okay <laughs> yeah i remember seeing the trailer slash performance or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it that you that you were talking about kim uh last year and being really interested in it and it, i remember being really excited when the game was about to come out because like part of my venture into like getting really into video games in college was the walking dead games uh the telltale walking dead games which were episodic so the idea mm-hmm. that a game oh, wow. was going to come out episodically again in 2022 mm-hmm. i was like oh hell yeah like sign me up but then it just didn't get it and it just kind of fizzled out for me um there was like almost no hype like it really didn't i was expecting it to kind of like be a bigger thing yeah and it was just like not <laughs> it, it was kind of a big deal in like game dev circles i feel like mm, you know what i mean yeah like, I don't, like that's where i saw like the twitter activity mm. you know? it, i mean it, it does kind of give that vibe of kind of what you were talking about with her story matt of like video games can be something different and it's like mm-hmm. it sounds like the something different they're trying to be is like a, a netflix series or something you know i would watch the show as a netflix series if it was like committed <laughs> yeah. to being a tv show sure. frankly right like these are yeah i can see a way where this as a a series uh, even animated right would be mm-hmm. would be really compelling mm. um i think that like trying to be three four things at once was maybe the issue here it kind of like over niched itself or something mm, interesting i think so yeah and it just makes it it makes it a hard sell when you're like i don't know how to even describe this to you right um you know it's like minimally interactive um in a way that like i i almost don't know that i can call it a game <laughs> like but i mean it's interesting and yeah i i'd be interested to see sort of more experiments like this that are a little more committed to i don't know to one 
kind of concept. Sure. Yeah. I, I guess just just for the record, I did find a Guardian article in, from from September of this year, um, and I I did share the quote in our in our chat while y'all were talking. But uh, mm-hmm. it says the the band itself is not real. It is invention of the songwriters, composers, and game designers working together in uh, at LA developer team OFK. But the music is, and this is a novel and intriguing way to experience it. So mm. that's what it says. And then the the next line in there or something is like it's sometimes the characters are painfully hip. Uh, is what it says. <laughs> 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 that's one way of putting yeah, it yeah which i thought was uh pretty funny but uh so yeah that's uh ofk thank you so much for talking about it kim yeah no problem. and i think now we can move on to we still have more than one game to talk about uh <laughs> yeah. but move on to our i guess main games section I think first up, we should just keep it going with the like pseudo visual novel games uh, mm-hmm. and talk about I was a teenage exocolonist on the Nintendo Switch. That's where I played it. That's where I played it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I wanted to get through more of this game than I did this week mm. because I I am like very into it and very fascinated by it. Mm. But I, I haven't made much progress yeah. since uh, last week when I sort of touched on it briefly. Mm. But yeah, I I am just loving this game. Mm. The like combination of how do I describe it? Like it is this like fantastical sci-fi almost feels like sci fantasy Mm. in a way Mm -hmm. Um, like and at the same time, it is so grounded as as a coming of age story. Mm. I just think it's incredible. You know, I, I messaged AJ the other day, um, the last time I was playing it, that one of the plot points that I had encountered is, and with your character, you can choose their gender. You can choose sort of like their like physical biology. There's a part where you, you get to like, okay, you're 13. Now you're going to go through puberty. Like, you know, how, how does your character develop? And you like choose sort of like their, their body type. Mm. Um, and so I, you know, I chose, a a character who would like menstruate and that becomes a plot point Mm. and that was like wild to me to see talk of menstruation in a game uh like even just in like pop culture in general i feel like we don't see that unless it's in these like sort of like awkward teen coming of age stories and it always manifests as this like shameful thing where like you know someone like gets their period at school and gets made fun of Mm. and whatever and this was just like so frank and refreshing and um like didn't shy away from the like difficult things about being at this age and and like having all of experiencing all of these like physical and emotional changes but at the same time was just very empathetic almost Mm. um it's just it's so good i'm so excited to see more of this game um what age is your character i think i'm still at 13 or 14 right now um still still pretty early on I also didn't play as much of this game as I wanted to this week. Um, I only got to the I'm 11 and a half. So I'm I'm just through the first. Oh, year you're a baby. Yeah, I'm still a baby. Um, <laughs> but I still resonate with a lot of what you were saying, Kim, of like how kind of grounded and empathetic and like real this game is just from like the f- one of the like first big plot points in the game. I don't want to spoil it, but it, it just like something happens and it is so mm. real and it mm-hmm. doesn't feel cheap. It's not there for shock or anything. It is just like 
it is effective and it is it sets the stakes for the game right yeah exactly i think i think it is kind of taking a big swing in the first half hour of the game or whatever but it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's like hey here's what we're doing in the game it just feels like a thing that like can just happen and it just happens sometimes and that is just Mm -hmm. like life and it's incredible that it was able to in the first 30 minutes of the game perform this like magic trick (laughs) i think Mm -hmm. um and it's it's just really 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 amazing um and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting deeper into it. But the that moment, too, it's like you haven't really gotten to know the characters yet, right. um, which could in, you know, in theory, that would make it sort of harder right. to make that moment resonate. And I found that it was actually the opposite where, like, because I I didn't know all the characters that well, when something happened to one of them, it was like, holy shit, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know. It just gives you a sense of like the stakes of of what is happening in this game and how you know anything can happen at any time yeah. i don't know yeah. man and i, I don't, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler good. to say like because the exocolonist is in the title mm-hmm. you are yeah. you are like the first generation of of kids playing in the first generation of kids growing mm-hmm. up on this new planet uh because we had to leave earth behind for xyz reason so so you know you've arrived on this planet you're in this tiny colony and it's you know, you're just trying to build a life here. And so that's what's going on. And with that kind of in the background, I don't know, like, I don't even think that necessarily for for this, this specific story beat to hit or whatever, or for the writing to be as good as it is. Like, I think it could be set kind of anywhere in the very beginning. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be mm-hmm. this like sci-fi epic kind of story. Um, and I'm sure, you know, later on in the story, that stuff really manifests in a, a much oh, bigger yeah. way. But even from the beginning, it's just like, the, the the fact that the like oh we're on a new planet and we traveled here through a wormhole is like mm-hmm. the background thing is yeah, like right. <laughs> amazing it's so funny because the way the the thought that i was having was like you you've traveled here through a wormhole your parents are these sort of idealists right who have mm-hmm. um are like trying to form this new community and and one of the first things that happens in the game is i think your mom says to you like we don't have to do things the way that we did them yes. on earth right yeah um, and frankly in the first maybe 10 minutes i was like this is kind of on the nose like it's like it's, it's like extremely <laughs> yeah. queer and leftist and like in, in like this kind of utopic kind of way yeah that like to me rings false now because i understand like the realities of the world as you know at like my age maybe i didn't mm-hmm. when i was a teenager you know mm-hmm. but then that moment happened right yeah and it's the first of several times in this game mm-hmm. that the game is like Sure, we are always going to have this ideal in our mind, but like there's a reality to working with people. There's a reality to being on this new planet um, that Mm -hmm. we have no idea of its like biology or (laughs) like, you know, like can the flora and fauna attack us? We don't know. Like, are they even here? Like, (laughs) et cetera. You know, there's just realities to trying to make a life here that like complicate all of that idealism. Mm Kim, I think you've probably gotten to sort of the second like major moment that kind of shakes things up in the middle of the game. Probably, yeah. More people is is, is what I'll say there. Yeah, right? there's more characters. <laughs> there's more characters. Yeah. Um, I won't say how or or why, but that then sort of adds layers on top of that, and it became this thing where the way the game was presenting its message at the beginning felt didactic and kind of and childish, mm-hmm. but as the as your character ages, 
the message becomes like more nuanced and more layered and sure. is also given over to you to decide for yourself in the same way that right. like your parents are giving you more ability to think for yourself as the character in the game. Wow. Um, and that was like, that was incredible to me. In fact, I started the game over yesterday because I had heard that like, hey, second playthroughs like this game needs a second playthrough. And I kind of didn't buy it because mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of got what I wanted. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to finish <laughs> that playthrough. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Um, because like, yeah. I mean, immediately something is different than it was before. And I was like, oh, I see what's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's where the the sort of wormhole stuff comes into the foreground. Right. You're like, mm-hmm. I went through a wormhole. Maybe there's some time stuff going on. Sure. Maybe I could, yeah. you know, shake things up in a second playthrough. And that's how they handle like not quite new game plus, but like the, the next mm-hmm. game. Sure. Yeah. I think that's not a, a huge spoiler either because they are they are hinting at that from jump yeah oh yeah from um, the first like narrative from the first scene. scene yeah the very first scene yeah. yeah yeah your character has like dreams the whole time right mm-hmm. um and they're clearly mm-hmm. from some other version of themselves mm-hmm. right yeah Ugh, i'm so excited to play more of this yeah game. i, I I'm, has I'm jazzed about it new yeah i'm also really excited i i think it's just another one of those like citizen sleeper cases where it's like oh i forget who said it first but they brought it up on into the aether a couple of weeks ago about this idea of sci-fi telling these stories and this year specifically Mm -hmm. kind of being a a year for sci-fi fiction to kind of Mm -hmm. i like how i just said sci-fi fiction as if the fi does Uh not stand for fiction (laughs) um but but also just to be the person sorry i'm the person on the show that like calls out the hot people um all of the adults in this game (laughs) are hot oh yeah so hot the and also it's really uncomfortable because like with the kids turn i think 18 or 19 and then they Mm -hmm. all become adults and the cal 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 is the one i'm trying to romance oh my god i looked up i ended up looking up the adult versions of them because i was like i just want to be i want to be spoiled for this i want to see um (laughs) oh my god cal oh my god yeah i i have shared that image of cal just to (laughs) random people to be like look at this man in this video game Um, yeah i think that that is part of what what makes this game like so surprising because if you just saw those characters like they look like the hotties in a dating game oh yeah you know and that and that i think is is part of why this game sort of comes so from so far left field if you haven't paid too much attention to the promotional materials you know it is i think easy to underestimate it yeah, I'll, I'll say also all the all the kids have these sort of like genetic modifications that yes. give them like some extra ability. Yeah. And there is um, I'll just spoil something. There's a character that eventually joins the cast named Rex and he is straight up a dog boy named dog Rex. Boy? Yeah, oh and they call God. him dog boy a couple of times. Oh, and he God. literally a woos like like <laughs> somebody in this game is into pup play. One hundred percent. Oh, my somebody God. Somebody on the team. Man. And I definitely romanced him. He like, <laughs> like his like his like adult form like wears like very little clothes and is just like super horny the whole time. Jesus and I was like, shit. that's the boy I'm going for. I can't believe they named him Rex. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, uh, so that's I was a teenage exocolonist mm-hmm. <laughs> available for <laughs> PC, Mac and Switch at the time at the moment. Highly recommend check it out. The next game I would like to talk about <laughs> uh, is a game that I had on the list as like a maybe I'll play more of this this week. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it it ate up my time that I was playing video games. Um, it's, it's Tunic. 
I've gone from a dog boy to a fox boy. <laughs> a dog boy to a fox boy. Uh, a fox, a little fox person. A we fox. Don't, yeah, a fox. <laughs> um, Tunic is, I mean, I brought it up last week. It's a Zelda-like. It's a Souls-like. It's a rogue, not rogue-like. You know, it's, 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 it's a cute little isometric platformer kind of adventure game. And it's a really good time. Uh, I mean, I... I <laughs> You know what, Matt, you have a video on why people should yeah. play Tunic. And if you could just give us kind of the Cliff's Notes version of that <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So this is the first like Soulsy game yeah. that I've ever enjoyed. Right. Like I I have tried to play Dark Souls. I tried to play the Demon Souls remake on PS5. And uh, this was the first one that I was this is the first one that I was like, yes, mm. this is for me. Like, <laughs> this was made for, for Matt Horton. Um <laughs> I was primarily there for the vibe mm -hmm. and for the mystery, right? Um, the way that I said in that video is like, it's inspired by Souls Likes, but it's also inspired by Zelda, specifically the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah. And if you know anything about that game, you might know that like there's these uh, sort of like hidden secrets in that game that can either be like really obtuse, right? Like you can view it that way, or you can view it as like, really exploratory i know that there's been a lot of talk this year about like elden ring and its exp exploration mm -hmm. and um but for me where i found that was tunic there's it, also i think y'all talked about this last week but like the music mm. is top notch so i listen good. to it all the time yeah mm -hmm. it's a great vibe it's a great vibe the, if there's a moment in there's probably two moments in the game that hit me one is i found there's this reflection puzzle doesn't matter what that means but there's a reflection on the wall and, mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's it's a puzzle and i found it early in the game and i didn't know what was going on like if you're not kind of paying attention to it it can just look look like a set piece kind of thing but like there's a puzzle in there and i solved it on my own once i realized sort of um it later on in the game like that i could solve puzzles like this um and when i figured that out i was like oh I am capable of 100%ing this game, yeah. <laughs> right? And I did. I sure did that. Oh, wow. Holy shit. And, uh, well, I skipped one thing, but I'll talk about that. But um, <laughs> the um, the other was, it's literally just a visual moment. There's uh, the quarry. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're you're sort of like walking over this platform when you're like doing yeah. the entrance to the quarry and it just zooms out yes. and it's like some hyper light drifter stuff. And I was just like, visually I like had to like take a moment and yeah. just like yeah. let it happen. Right. And the camera's panning. They're like, they're doing work to show you this, mm -hmm. this environment. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're just like yeah. walking and it's like turning the camera <laughs> to be like, look at this majesty. Yeah. This is what I brought up. Mm -hmm. This is what I was talking about last week, uh, with, with that, you know, the camera pulling out and stuff, the, the directing and, and, uh, art direction in this game is just unmatched. It's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's amazing. And, uh, mm -hmm. I think I said also last week, it's just such a considered game in every single mm -hmm. way, um, of how they want you to perceive things and how they want you to assume things and then how they want mm -hmm. to subvert those expectations and assumptions and it just does that from the beginning immediately you know you walk you wake up on a beach you walk up this little path you see a yellow square that you don't know what to do with and then you find a cave that has it looks suspiciously like the the cave in the very beginning of the first zelda there's a chest there and you're like oh okay i'm about to get a sword you open the chest and it's a stick so it's from the from the <laughs> very beginning the game is like this is not what you think it's going to be um yeah. and it just keeps pulling that trick over over and over and over and over again and every single time it hits and every single time it's like exponentially more mm -hmm. impressive um just because you're like surely i've got it now and it's like no actually you even don't. when the game is over you don't have it yeah it's <laughs> oh my god 
God, it's it's it is a feat. It is incredible. The the stuff that that game is is able to do and is able to get you as a player to to do and understand because, you know, video games are a unique medium where it requires the person who is, you know, the viewer, the listener, the the player to interact with it. So you can't just like present a thing. You know, you have to make sure that the player can find and wrap their head around these things and every single time it hits and if it takes time to like think about it and be like oh i don't really understand what's going on here if you just spend a little more time just like flipping through the instruction book or like you know it just just like trying things honestly mm-hmm. you will figure it out and it will feel like you're the first person who has ever done it ever <laughs> Even though that's, but that is how the the game is made to make you feel, and and it's it's amazing. I, I I one of the best experiences I've ever had in a game is is doing that final puzzle. Um, mm-hmm. it just mind blowing. Without, I won't spoil the puzzle, yeah. but I will say I had to get out like my iPad with like my yes. Apple Pencil and like draw to like figure out that puzzle. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a thing because like. I know there are people who have notebooks and like take notes during games. And this is a game that, you know, obviously you could do this the entire time. But I feel like at the end of this game, the tunic is telling you like, no, you're going to have to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like the best feeling (laughs) when you when you finally understand how you're supposed to interact with this multimedia experience. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the the, uh, it's oh, my God, I am. Honestly, surprised that I was able to articulate as much as I uh, currently am, because usually when I think something is as good as I think Tunic is, I can only just keep saying, like, it's really great. It's really good. (laughs) Um, So I'm impressed with myself. I just want to say that. But uh, it's proud of you. Thank you. Uh, It's just really good. It's really great. That's (laughs) the the, I will say there's one like a couple more things. The um, you mentioned the beginning of the game and like the there's sort of this I think it's a mailbox. Yes. um, Right. Mm -hmm. Outside 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 that cave and it's the first time you see language in the game mm-hmm. but the language is these runes um and again i think you talked about that a little bit last week the language i will say just to anyone that's worried you do not have to understand the language yeah. to finish the game you yeah. can 100 percent this game and never do that but people have done that right and there's like versions of the screenshots and the in-game manual that people have like put you know, English text under mm. to say like, this is what the rune, they call it runic. This is what the runic was saying, but that's not the only <laughs> hidden language in this game. Yes. There was this thread on Twitter a couple of weeks ago where um, the sound designer and the musician work together to create. Um, and again, this is, you don't need this to play the game. So I don't really consider the spoilers, but the sound designer and the musician work together to create a second auditory language. Mm-hmm. So all throughout the game, basically any instance of like musical, like sound design, mm-hmm. there's plenty of it, is usually a word or a phrase um, in, <laughs> oh in actuality. God. Yeah, they basically did it so that like certain intervals represent certain sounds. And that that let them, I think they used, it was probably pentatonic because that's the easiest way to do that and still make it sound good. But they basically made it so that they could play sort of whatever. And as long as it was like those certain intervals, it meant something right and there's these the way the community kind of found it is there's these treasures in the game um that's really it's really a post-game thing and it you know you find all of them you get access to the specific area which kind of has a key right i'm being kind of cryptic here about what's going on but you get, a, get access to this area that you didn't have access to before and in there there's this key and people people had this sort of trailhead almost of this key for 
several months before it got figured out. Mm-hmm. Oh um, I remember I, I finished this game about a month after it came out um, and they had just realized, oh, there's audio playing in the background. And if we look at it and we put it on a spectrogram, like we can see runes. <laughs> that is wild. I love that yeah. shit. That's so that's the stuff that I mean by like when you finish the game, you've not even finished it. Right. Like, yeah, you'll feel great. Like I there's there's two endings to this game and I I definitely skipped the one that made me fight more. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I think that you'll feel fulfilled, whichever one of those you get. Mm -hmm. But if you're the kind of person like me who like is interested in digging into the stuff after, like it's definitely there for you. Yeah, this was the like one of the first games where like I finished it and I was like, I'll start again. And I immediately started playing it from the top like i don't really bought it on switch and i'm playing again right now amazing i I, like i don't really replay games but as soon as i finished tunic i was like i want to go back and do it again um i I probably won't but just the fact that my first instinct was like yeah i'll just keep going is is like really wild but i think one thing we we should mention is you know matt you brought up the soulsy origins of it and i call Mm -hmm. i call it a souls like there are options to basically turn that stuff off um there is a no yeah. fail mode there is a no stamina reduction mode so you can just keep you know rolling out of the way whatever and at a certain point like there are three like big things you have to get before you kind of start entering end game area mm-hmm. and right before i got the third thing i was like so interested in the world and stuff and the puzzles going on and i also kind of just wanted to see the ending um so i was like you know what i'm gonna try the bosses a couple times because they're like really hard i, I I brought it up last week, but the 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 jump from regular enemies to bosses is wild every single time. It's like, yeah. I can't believe that this is this hard. So at a certain point, I would, you know, try like three or four times and be like, OK, I get it, you know, to, to feel like I've, you know, put enough effort in so that I can turn on no fail mode and then just hit, you know, mash the 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 sword button. But at a certain point, it's like, I just want to keep like, I just want to get to the end. I want to keep solving these puzzles because for me, that is the stuff I was having the most fun with. And the game said, OK, you can do that, which I really, really love. I, I love when games just want you to have fun with them and aren't trying to, like, mm-hmm. force you into, you know, the the mold of the player they want you to be or whatever, you know. Right. Um, it's just it's just so good. And the story and the puzzles are like more than enough for me to to enjoy this game like i could have done this entire game without any combat uh, i think oh yeah and it would have hit just as hard uh so it's nice that that stuff is there for people who enjoy it i have a friend who who uh we've, we've been talking over the last couple of days but they really loved the combat and they they're gonna try and do it on like a harder difficulty um and and go back and do it again i'm like hey more power to you but i'm just here to do the puzzles and listen to the nice soundtrack and see the little fox yeah. run around whenever i go back to this game i'm just gonna turn on no film <laughs> yeah and i do think, it yeah do it and to anyone listening do it yeah. like if, if that sounds not your thing but the rest of it sounds like please put on no film mode <laughs> or put on no stamina if you don't feel like doing that like you know i approached the bosses feeling like i want to try and then i realized like oh i think i'm actually capable of a lot of these mm-hmm. and so i ended up only ever turning no stamina stamina mode on for the quarry boss mm-hmm. um yeah, that's hard and that was hard yeah that was real hard and that was how i got through the game mm-hmm. but like 
I don't know. I use those because the rest of the game is worth it. Yeah. Well, you say in your video, I, I just I just watched it today, but you said in the video for the quarry boss. boss, I turned on infinite stamina. This fight was still hard. I still had to try it about six more times, but I eventually bested that boss before turning the setting back off. Because if I'd sat there fighting that boss 25 more times, I would have lost interest in the larger world of Tunic. The thing that pulled me into the game in the first place and the thing that had me dreaming about it and listening to the soundtrack while I worked. Other video games take note. <laughs> you can do this. <laughs> yeah, you can do this. You can ha- you can make an experience so that your players can have fun. Yeah, another Soulsy game that kind of did this was um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm. It wasn't quite the same. They didn't have like no fail or anything like that. But they um, you could go between difficulty levels at any point. Mm. You could just switch back and forth. Um, <sighs> and so I started it at like the one there was four and, and the the one you was default was like the second level and i started at the third but if i got to a point where i had like played a boss 36 times early, i was like no <laughs> we're going to easy i'm getting through this yeah right yeah but yeah so i and, and something else i just wanted to bring up is is we talked about it a little bit last week of the, these uh steven compared tunic to elden ring in some ways in this in this sense mm-hmm. of discovery um and stuff like that and i think where i landed and i'm I came to this conclusion after I beat the game and I'm not really sure if I still stand by it. But um, something I did say is that Elden Ring and Tunic are very similar in in the combat and discovery ways. But I think I, I think the games uh, prioritize the opposite things. Like I feel like Elden Ring prioritizes the combat uh, and kind of supplements the rest of it with discovery, whereas Tunic prioritizes the discovery and kind of supplements the rest with combat, which I'm not 100 I'm not 100 percent still confident in in saying that but i do feel like it's still it's still kind of rings true because like elden ring wants you to and i'm not trying i i'm i was gonna say this I, divorced from the context of the online space elden ring wants you to get good at it mm-hmm. and and tunic just wants you to see it all and then you yeah. know the inverse is, is true it's like tunic is like you could get good at it if you want and elden ring is like you could see it all if you want um <laughs> but it's like it's a good way to put it yeah but it's like you know we we are here to make you fight the big thing and and beat it first before you know seeing all the uh, seeing everything the game has to offer and i think elden ring not to go too much of a tangent but elden ring is a special case because even if you see all of it to get everything out of it you have to then entrench yourself in the youtube community <laughs> of people who are <laughs> or do a whole lot of work and basically just become a youtuber um because there are people putting together you know lore videos and stuff about elden ring because like it's so obtuse but anyway <laughs> i just wanted to put that uh on podcast so uh yeah tunic tunic the fox is cute still if nothing go listen to the soundtrack yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the soundtrack is by uh life formed and oh what's her uh name? janice kwan janice kwan yes uh it's incredible it's amazing uh please please listen to it and then finally today i have been playing inscription uh, your experience with inscription by the way just to start off yeah. is not unlike a lot of people that i know uh, that is honestly <laughs> so good to hear yeah um <laughs> Yeah, Inscription is a game that came out later last year. It was just on Steam, uh, and I believe it's still just on Steam, but you can get it now also on Mac. You can actually get it on PS5 um, oh. now. I I would have to look, but I think it's on other consoles as well, but it's not on everything. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. So interesting. Um, but it's basically uh, a, a game that starts off as a deck building roguelike, and it is just absolutely buck wild. Um, <laughs> I think... Uh, we are going to get probably into uh, spoiler territory, at least for the first act of this game. Um, yeah. So if you don't want to hear spoiler stuff, this is your warning uh, in the 
chapter marker right below if you just go to the next one that'll be the end of the show um so (laughs) see you there if that's where you're going (laughs) um i would just like to say i have not played this game i'm so excited to be spoiled for it (laughs) yeah i just want to know this stuff yeah i don't want to play it (laughs) that's fine yeah uh and so uh matt you had uh alluded to my experience with this game so i'll just go through really quick i picked it up last uh november december i played a bit of it and then i put it down for a year and i came back to it uh this week uh so i then basically started from scratch more or less in terms of like how good i was at the roguelike deck building Mm -hmm. part of it but yeah i had also thought that for some reason this game was only like five or six hours and i was like well once i finish the card game part of it the rest of the game will go really quick and that is not the case so so that's kind of where i will say i think a lot of people hear this game discussed in spoiler mode uh, or like a non-spoiler mode yes and that leads um i think things that have like breached uh the sort of like secrecy uh veil are like (sighs) hey there's three acts right yeah and hey there's a card portion and a non-card portion and i think that second part leads people to think that like portions of the game like in terms of time are cards and other ones are not Mm. and like that's not the case there is always a card game all the way through this game okay there's just things alongside it that we can talk about uh yeah so uh final warning spoiler stuff if you don't want to know anything about this game we are gonna definitely spoil all the way through act one um Mm -hmm. and then and then a bit of of the later stuff uh so we'll see i'll see you at the outro uh so inscription act one you just like i don't exactly remember how the game like starts off starts off but i'm pretty sure it's the same way it starts off every time you die you just fade from white and you're sitting across a table from this spooky pair of eyes that speaks in bass boosted tones um <laughs> and it's i mean that's that's how you describe it right i don't know how else how else uh, to you're describe not wrong it. it's yeah. just a very uh, podcast producer way to say it. <laughs> yeah fair <laughs> enough um and it's really unsettling it is like immediately like oh my god is this a horror game and it's like i would say it's a little it's a little bit of a horror game i don't know if i would describe it as horror so much as just like psychologically unsettling <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, um, because it's obvious that you have ended up here against your will um, and you are being forced to play this weird card game. Right. And there's eventually an insinuation that like maybe you're dying when you lose. Yes. Yeah. It gets, it gets pretty wild. So like one of the first things that happens as you're playing the card game is you pull this card that then starts to speak to you. And it's just like that is just like immediately the game is unsettling and you know there's something weird going on and then a card talks yeah. to you and you're like oh there is more here than i thought <laughs> like uh, yeah and 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 yeah so i don't even know where else to to, to get so into what it. i'll say is to follow up on the talking card that is the first of several moments that the game kind of tells you like there is something else going on yeah. here i can think of a few others uh, as you play through act one um, certain things will happen and then you'll just it'll kind of like fade out to like almost like a like a old CRT monitor. Mm-hmm. Right. And you'll hear someone um, like comment on the things that are happening. It's just a guy's voice. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the insinuation being that like you as the player are sort of almost playing as this character. Right. Who is playing a video game mm-hmm. <laughs> and also eventually the person who's held you captive can we just give his name because his yeah. name is kind of a secret for yeah his name is leshy yeah um uh, oh. his name is a secret for a little bit but leshy lets you get up from the table and and like kind of encourages you to mm-hmm. and you realize oh i can interact with the things in this room 
and it becomes clear that like those are those are puzzles Mm -hmm. right there's a chest of drawers that are all unlocked by sort of latches and things that look like the card game right um so you kind of have to figure out like what does that mean yeah what is the key to solving this puzzle based on the fact that this looks exactly like the card game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's you can like go read the you can read the rule book at any time but you can like go find the physical copy of the rule book like in the room there's a clock that uh seems to have maybe you know maybe i need to input something Mm -hmm. on the time of this clock to unlock things there's a safe that you don't know where the code is and like i have a friend who played um he he like loves roguelike deck builders right and so he was playing this game as if it was purely a roguelike deck builder Mm. and like beat leshy four times before i was like man you need to get up from the table holy shit because this game is doing something that you're not realizing is there yeah what i'll say about the card game the card game is stupid fun it's but it's so broken fun. right it's also broken yes and it's because they want you to see the whole game right like daniel mullins is the guy that made this game i don't know if there's multiple people on that team so i don't want to contribute everything to him but the idea that daniel mullins and daniel mullins games is trying to get across is that like this game we want it to be fun but also like it's broken because like you need to get past this Mm -hmm. right and if you're not getting past this maybe there's something else you need to do right Mm -hmm. and it's just like speaking of incredible game design with tunic i think that is particularly good game design Mm -hmm. Um, it also kind of makes you feel a little bit overpowered in this way Mm -hmm. um and i've heard a lot of people be like the card game in act one is the best part of this game and I don't disagree. And I, you know, there's a there's a mod that um, Daniel Mullins made for the game called Casey's Mod that lets you just play the game as if it were actually a roguelike deck builder without, uh, you know, without interacting with the story and without having mm-hmm. to feel like you need to progress past it. My issue with that mod is that it has it's it's more balanced, frankly. <laughs> and like that's not what I enjoyed about the game. Sure. Like, I didn't want a balanced version of the game. I wanted one that was kind of broken and made me feel powerful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, anyway, I think the reason people don't want to like spoil this game. It's because they don't want you to maybe the, the sort of weight of, oh, this game is doing more than I thought it was mm-hmm. to be kind of, um, you know, blunted. But I also think that like talking about this game, full spoilers all the time really puts people off. Yeah. Um, something I'll say about the, the the puzzles within the room is like they're, they're I mean, they're fun, too. Like the, the puzzles are fun to solve and they feel really rewarding when you do solve them. It's like they they will either like give you something that will change the nature of the card game um or just like well no i guess they're all they're all that aren't they it, it, it's like a specific item or just like a specific piece of knowledge or something uh, about the mm-hmm. card game that you can then use to beat leshy in the end and, and make your way out i had a you know I, I had so there's three bosses before you get to leshy and the way this is laid out if you've ever played slay the spire it kind of looks like slay the spire where it's you know you have uh, several different pathways you can go and each different path like shows you okay this next thing you're going to come to is going to be an item shop and you're going to be able to fill up on items or this next place is going to be you're going to have to go sacrifice a card which will then give another card you know that card special powers um which is another really just wild thing uh so so it's laid out in that way and at the end of each of these maps there is a prospector that you fight then there is an angler and then there is a uh uh what is it a fur trader and a trapper trapper and a trader there's a mycologist too which you it's really rare to encounter whoa what you can fight the mycologist yeah you can fight the mycologist whoa i didn't know that that's crazy Uh, that's i think that's an i believe that's an act one thing i'm like not remembering but like yeah 
I believe it's an Act Fun thing. Whoa, so that's awesome. Um, yeah, is this this is also just another one of those games that feels like when you think you've figured it all out, it's like no, you no, you haven't actually. <laughs> there's still, oh yeah, there's still more going. There's on stuff that I've never seen in the game, mostly because so I haven't played this game since late 2021. Mm-hmm. This was this was like my game of the year 2021, mm-hmm. and I played it like late in the year, and then just haven't touched it besides trying a couple rounds of Casey's Mod. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still learning things about this game, <laughs> right? Because people went much deeper than I did. Yeah. God, I don't even know <laughs> what else. So to talk about. I have I have yeah. one moment that I want to talk about. It's like it's like just past Act One, so like you can okay. decide if we want to keep this in. Yeah, but you you've been going through these puzzles. You're starting to uncover, frankly, like a story, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not just one card that talks to you. Eventually, there's some more, and you're starting to learn a little bit about like who's the person that's talking, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that's like theoretically playing this game in the game. And you're learning more about like who Leshy is, like why he has held you here captive. Um, I mentioned Casey's mod Casey. There's this mechanic where like every time you die, you get to sort of like build a card and and it becomes a death card. And they're usually pretty powerful. I often would sacrifice them and put their powers on other cards. Yeah. um, Right. In my deck. But one of those cards you get, you start to see cards that you've not created. Like Mm -hmm. and Casey is one of them. And Casey is a character that pops up a few times in the game. And so there's this sort of meta narrative happening. And then you beat if you've completed all of the puzzles in the cabin. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you beat Leshy. The game, kind of like her story, turns into like a little found footage moment, (laughs) right? Um, And you literally presented with a camcorder interface. And I was like, I I had to sit back in my chair and be like, what is happening? And, you know, I won't spoil too much after that. But like, you learn more about that person Mm -hmm. who was playing the game. Yeah. Um, And there's even a paradigm shift right after that moment that I... (laughs) screamed like you know <laughs> yeah i haven't i haven't gotten to the camcorder moment yet mm-hmm. but like when you begin act two the game turns into this like jrpg intro uh like if you're in there you probably missed it shit <laughs> <laughs> well okay if you've if you've seen the jrpg thing then you may you can probably go watch um on youtube but i would finish the game first yeah okay I just I think I think I need to talk through just like what happens in act one specifically Go for uh, it. and then and then I think we can <laughs> we can do whatever we want from there. But so you get captured, you solve these puzzles and every time you lose. So you lose the card game and you have this candle, uh, which or there are two candles. Uh, and when you lose to anybody who you encounter throughout the the roguelike so it doesn't have to be one of the bosses it can just be like a random encounter one of your candles will get blown out and if both candles get blown out you lose uh and leshy's hands approach from the darkness all you see across from the table is these two eyes that just kind of change shape and color and stuff Mm -hmm. uh, depending on who you're encountering and when you lose these two hands just come out of the darkness to the toward the camera uh and then it fades to black uh, and then the next thing you see is the view of a ceiling as if you're being dragged across the floor. And then Leshy is like, all right, well, it's time to create your death card. Uh, and then you, you know, choose powers and whatever from the things that you had in your deck this run. And then Leshy takes a picture of you. And that is that is it. That is how it that's the end of the loop. And then you fade from white back and you're sitting across from the table unless she's like ah another challenger whatever eventually after you do all these puzzles in the it's kind of like an escape room weirdly yeah uh, it, escape room vibes yeah for sure like definitely like i'm a person that loves like immersive theater mm-hmm. uh, escape rooms mm-hmm. you know just like really wild blending of reality and yes. and, and fiction yeah and this just it pressed all of those buttons yes <laughs> it's amazing um so once you do all these escape room puzzles and stuff one of which involves finding a knife 
and then using that knife because you can use items in the card game that will affect you know how it how it goes i guess to explain the card game every time you play a card that doesn't have another card across from it so you know you play a card with two attack or whatever and there's your uh, leshy didn't put a card across in that you then deal two direct damage to leshy uh which there is then a scale that gets golden teeth put onto it um mm-hmm. which puts the scale two more toward leshy so once the scale reaches five on his end or five on your end um that is when you lose or you win and uh there are items that you can use that will affect the weight on the scales uh, and one of those is a pair of pliers that you can use to pull one of your own teeth out to then put on the scale to then give you one extra point. And then another one is a knife that you can use uh, to take your eye out. And both of those um, item descriptions just say... Kim, your face Yes. Just <laughs> <laughs> I knew about the tooth thing. I don't think I knew about the, the eye thing because I watched yeah. Steven stream a bit of this for uh, Spooky Season. Mm. But yeah, the eye, I did not know about. It's really unsettling. And the description of both yeah. of, the, the description of both of those items is the pain is temporary. Holy shit. Which is just so unsettling. So it's like you don't even know what it's going to do, but you're desperate to not lose. So you're like, mm-hmm. I guess I'll see what the knife does. And so you take out an eye and the entire right side of the screen then gets like blurred out so you can you can't see like kind of the last the the last like section of the table is like mostly blurred out um because you don't have an eye but then whatever whenever you finish that round of combat uh or that you know person you're going up against Mm -hmm. leshy then offers you a new eye um so there's just a box full of eyeballs um and And one of them is special one of them is special and i (laughs) did not know so i had one really great run where i made it halfway through the final uh like mm-hmm. the snow line. So I made it almost to the 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 uh, trapper trader. And in that run, I also took out my eye. And there is an, an eye in there that is like has these kind of like sigils on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like glowing blue. And so I was like, sure, I'll take one of those. And then there's also there's other ones with like kind of weird looking pupils. There's like a regular eye. You could take whatever. I was like, I'll take the one with the sigils on it. So you pop that one and you can see. And then all of a sudden on the box that he offered you the eyes in, it says uh, it says something about like consider the cuckoo clock on it which you couldn't see before, but you can now because you have this special eye. And so in the cabin, there is a cuckoo clock and you look at the cuckoo clock and it's got three hands on it. But there are, you know, little tick marks of where you need to put the the hands of the clock. So you do that. You couldn't and, see before, which you couldn't see yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, so you do that and you open it up and it's I forget what's exactly what's in there, but it's it's so cool. <laughs> um <laughs> the 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 stuff that this game has you do in the card game that then affects the the puzzle part of it did you do the the puzzle that's in the frame the puzzle yes i okay i never got that one to work maybe i maybe i didn't i'm it it gives you a ring i think it's a card gives you like the it gives you a ring maybe it's a ringworm i don't remember Uh, i can't remember i may have done it i mean i have i've seen the ringworm in play so i must have done it at some Mm. point and now the ringworm is there um but that one is interesting because that one changes every every time you you loop but it's just like a set of cards in you know the 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 regular card setup and it's like oh there's a squirrel here and then there's you know a, a, uh, another card in this spot and so if you replicate that on the table it will do something with the frame yeah uh, it's really interesting i i got this bot uh, this like container with like a goo person in it 
Mm-hmm. Um, that was very unsettling. <laughs> so that's not resolved in Act One, but like, sure, I figured. Yeah, it, it's their character in the game. Yeah, I yeah I figured. Um, when you when you get the goo person, Leshy's like, oh, I don't know what that is. Maybe you should just throw it out <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, it's like, it's actually that's actually really interesting storytelling right there because of like the relationship between those two characters is kind of explored later. Oh, that's very fun. If you go up to to that guy, or if you go up to the goo person, because then it just becomes an item in the cabin. If you mm-hmm. go up to that container with the blue eyeball in it's like oh it's that's my master's eyeball i was like i don't know what the fuck that means but okay um it's very interesting this game is really doing some shit um Mm -hmm. and it's and in just like tunic there's a whole like alternate reality game (laughs) that uh exists you know um alongside the game and and, uh ended in like what seemed like real people with Daniel Mullins going to like dig up a copy of the the like floppy disk that's oh, in the game that the game's God. supposed to be on. And uh seems like they my take is that they were actors because it involved like people running from police at one point. Jesus Christ. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, so I I I mean Kim, is there anything else that you wanted us to to spoil that that we haven't? I feel like we've uh, or at least no, I've just I mean, been kind of No, I mean it sounds like you've yeah, it sounds like you've spoiled everything for <laughs> so. Yeah. I, so I, I, I'll have to go um, elsewhere for the spoilers for the rest of the game. <laughs> I, it's, it's a little unfortunate that you didn't um, finish the whole game, AJ, but... Uh, I'm really sorry. I, I just have to say, you, you mentioned watching Steven um, on the mm-hmm. Into the Cast stream. There was a couple of times where he was like, oh, so it's like Yu-Gi-Oh! Because the game really does play like Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> mm-hmm. All that I will say is that the game is fully aware of that. That's so funny. Wow, that it's has me really hopeful. Hysterical. <laughs> that I'll just leave it there. Oh, wow. Oh, I now have made a connection <laughs> with the eyeball being uh, the master. There is like one specific moment really in the in the like not the epilogue but like the kind of ending moments of the game mm. that um it knows the game knows <laughs> wonderful uh so yeah i think that's all that we'll say about inscription uh for now at least um because there is at least half of a video game left that i didn't realize was going to be there um so uh thanks for talking about that love it let's end the show now <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you're just coming from the inscription spoiler, if you're skipping the inscription spoilers, hello, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for coming back just for the outro. Just for the outro. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, Yeah, thanks for coming. Thank y'all for having me. Like, legit, when you messaged me, I was like hell yes this is great i'm so excited yeah well we've tried to like you know we've we've talked to a couple of podcasters at this point but like we know so many people that play games and you are Mm -hmm. among those people who and you know we both said that we you know we sung your praises about your videos um so when we were thinking about people to have on i was like well i we have to have matt we have to have Matt. (laughs) i appreciate it yeah (laughs) um matt where can people find you online uh, as always, in, in this moment, that's difficult. But yeah. um, <laughs> matthorton.live is the best place. Those links will um, update as I figure my stuff out. But yeah, I think primarily matthorton.live um, and uh uh, there's a link to my youtube channel there a thing i do is that i also publish my youtube channel as a podcast yeah. so if you want to put it in like your your podcast app you can do that and that's just as great to me like as long as you're enjoying it that's all i care so uh yeah matt horton.life and uh like we said at the beginning of the episode uh matt's citizen sleeper video will be in the show notes uh as well as a link to matt um so 
Matt, thank you again for for coming on. It's just a delight to have you here. Yeah, thank you both. Thank you, as always, to Scout Wilkinson for making our incredible art. It's great to look at. I love seeing it. Uh, thank you to Amaranthan for making our music. I love to listen to it. <laughs> thank you to The Worst Garbage uh, for having us uh, on the network. You can check out a link to theworstgarbage.online at the very bottom of the show notes. That'll show you all the shows on the network. It'll also lead you to the community Discord, which is where, well, actually where all of us have met each other. <laughs> What's mm-hmm. on yes. that Discord? <laughs> um, so uh, head over there to, to make some good uh, friends. <laughs> if you'd like to follow the show, we are uh, at AsyncPod on Twitter. We are also AsyncPod on Tumblr. Uh, if you'd like to follow me, I am at AJ Falari on Twitter and not AJ Falari on Tumblr. I am at Okimis on Twitter and Tumblr. And with that, this episode comes to a close. Kim, do you have any final words for us today? I do. I have some advice today. Oh. Uh as they say, never look a gift horse in the mouth because those chompers are always growing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, thanks. Uh, see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Video Games Like Guys Show. Video Games Like Guys Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous... Oh, fucking shit! God damn it! <laughs> you just practiced it. I just... I, dude, I'm psych myself off. Incredible. God. <sighs>